A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the death of Harambe and the Cincinnati Zoo toddler incident. Here's what you need to know. The zoo under fire for shooting and killing an endangered gorilla. Zoo officials say they started hearing people screaming around the gorilla enclosure. Down into the moat in the gorilla enclosure. Primate stops and appears to hold the child's hand. Child was being dragged around. His head was banging on concrete. This was not a gentle thing. It was described as a life-threatening situation for the boy. Officials made the decision to shoot and kill him. On the afternoon of May 28, 2016, the Cincinnati Zoo was buzzing with visitors as families enjoyed a weekend outing, hoping to get a glimpse of their favorite wildlife. Exhibits like Cat Canyon, Africa, and the Elephant Reserve offered guests a chance to observe lions, giraffes, and other animals from around the globe from afar in the park's enclosed habitats. Exhibits like Cat Canyon, Africa, and the Elephant Reserve offered guests a chance to observe 
lions, giraffes, and other animals from around the globe from afar in the park's enclosed habitats. For many, it seemed like just another day at the zoo. But over at the Gorilla World exhibit, a crowd watched in shock as a desperate situation unfolded. A three-year-old boy had climbed through a barrier, slipped into the gorilla's habitat, and fallen into a moat inside the enclosure. The screams of terrified onlookers grew as they watched a 450-pound gorilla drag the boy around the retaining pool surrounding the exhibit. The 17-year-old male primate was named Harambe, a critically endangered western lowland gorilla who was one of 10 living at the zoo at the time. Zoo visitor Kimberly Ann Perkins O'Connor was at the park that afternoon and described to CNN what happened as she was trying to take a picture of Harambe, who was peeking out of his cave. Quote, I suddenly heard a splash, followed by a man screaming. That's when I saw the child inside the gorilla's enclosure. The sound of the boy falling had attracted Harambe. The gorilla then barreled over to the moat and knocked the child against a wall. After hovering over the child, Harambe grabbed him and dragged him further down into the moat. For a second, it seemed to onlookers like the gorilla was trying to help the child, standing him up and tugging on his clothes. Then, suddenly, the crowd began screaming again as Harambe pulled him completely out of the moat. To many, it seemed the gorilla was becoming aggressive and was seemingly determined not to let go of the child. As zoo-goers continued to watch, some even taking videos of the events as they unfolded, zookeepers were left with the decision of what to do next. A special team tasked with responding to dangerous animal situations arrived at the scene and deemed it to be a life-threatening situation. As they ushered people away from Gorilla World, a shot was heard. Harambe was euthanized by zoo task force members. The child was taken to a local hospital and released later that night. Luckily, he had escaped the ordeal relatively unscathed. Fun Facts, aka Death Stats Harambe was one of 10 Western Lowland Gorillas at the Cincinnati Zoo. Western Lowland Gorillas are critically endangered in the wild, numbering fewer than 175,000 according to the zoo. An additional 765 gorillas dwell in zoos worldwide. The zoo had hoped Harambe would father more gorillas. According to CNN, animal advocacy group Born Free reports that there have been 256 injuries in zoos due to animal attacks over the past 26 years, resulting in 33 deaths. The three-year-old child was unharmed. Today we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is actor comedian Andre Vermeulen. Hi, Andre. Hello. I can't believe you pronounced my name correctly. Well, we've <laughs> I known was each other br- for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> so doesn't doesn't matter for most people. I was bracing myself and like, oh great, I'm gonna have to oh. correct her. We're gonna have to start <laughs> over. <laughs> No, I nailed it. And that's an honor because I usually get everyone's names incorrect. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for our listeners, you know Andre from Angie Tribeca and How to Train Your Dragon. And you can catch her on Craig of the Week on Cartoon Network. Craig, Craig of the of Creek. The Creek, Rebecca. Oh. <laughs> she, see, 
crazy. She's not always a hundred percent. Back of the week, you, <laughs> you were doing so well. <laughs> Creek is so easy. Vermeulen. I know Creek and Week one. versus Vermeulen. I think Jeez. I would you bet know, on Vermeulen. <laughs> in her defense, shows come out every week. True. It makes sense. It is the crank of the week. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so Andre, we like to start off our show by asking our guests, what is something that's recently alarming you? What is something that's keeping you up at night? Oh, boy, guys. <laughs> well, my daughter just started some preschool mm. and she's young. She's not even she's. She's not even two and a half. So she's a little young, but we liked the program and we thought she would do well. And she is doing well. But because she's so young, I have to go with her to school right now for this transition. The entire time? Yes, but it's only 830 to 1230. Okay. And I'm doing. So you're going to preschool. And I am loving (laughs) it. It's over your head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What are these shovels for? (laughs) So. I am my current entire mentality, which may be completely uninteresting to anyone else is just like, when will I be able to leave? And I'm like, can't sleep at night. Like, will she ever be okay? You know, at first, especially when a kid is that young at three years old, something happens in the brain where a child has a natural separation from their parent, meaning It doesn't bother them as much if you bring them somewhere that they feel safe and you go, okay, bye, I'm going to pick you up later. But before three years old, that part of the brain has not developed and it helped. It comforts me to know this so that I'm not thinking like there's something wrong with my child, but she's, you know, she's only two and three months. So she's never been separated from me. So, you know, I bring her into this new environment with new people and a new teacher and She's doing great. So I sort of sit on the outside and I try not to be too involved. And it's, you know, the awesome thing is that she's not clinging to me. She's totally involved in school, but she can look right. over and be like, and there's my mom. Right. Like for a, like for a security. <laughs> and Safety sometimes, blanket. Yeah. And sometimes she'll walk over to me and be like, I found a rock. You know, Oh, because, you know, she's a side note. We live in Southern California. So there are all these outdoor schools. So, you know, she's doing a an outdoor school, which is really cool. So all that's good, but I am having moments of complete overwhelm, absolutely depleted. It's so draining. And the thing that's <sighs> keeps me up at night is like, will I ever be able to leave? Is the worst case scenario, like Stressing senior year of high school and you're still just like on the sidelines, like you've got this girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is the worst case great. scenario. <laughs> she, she's taking, no, yeah, she's, she's taking her like SATs and she turns in the corner. And, oh, yeah. my mom's still Later there. Later in life, she's moved on. She's married to some person as a family. I'm over in the side of yeah. the living room. It's like, I mean, that might be a reality for some people that is. I can understand why you're totally anxious and exhausted. I get it. I'm trying to find a transition here into this this topic. And I think, you know, someone who wasn't afraid to leave their parents was this three-year-old child. That's that's the direction you went. What? That was too rough? That I, what, what what was the obvious I, one? You're all looking at me like I didn't take the obvious route. I would say lean into that anxiety as a parent is when you realize your kid has fallen into a gorilla's mm. pit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you should do the transitions from well, now on. And 
you know, <laughs> another th- transition thing is because her school is outside, there are like Animals. a coyote. Yeah. A coyote oh, will just walk. Oh, by. right, right. That would have been a that would have been or, a good transition you know, too. A, a nicer a horse will walk by. There's like people riding trails. Mm. But I did have to sign this waiver, which I guess is in all schools, but because her school is outside, I I did have uh <laughs> I did like when I signed the waiver, it says like you must know and be okay with like your child could experience something and have an injury or death like it literally says death and then and then when I signed that thing I was like oh my god I was imagining all the things that could happen a tree branch could snap and just happen to fall completely on her and just kill her immediately or Mm -hmm. someone could be trail riding with a horse and the horse spooks and runs over my child or a coyote loses its dang mind and just like attacks yeah you're a, you're a natural you're a natural i have a feeling you can <laughs> i have a feeling you could oh, go on for a half give hour me the time and i'll take it <laughs> well you're a natural alarmist yeah well it's a scary world out there and that's the thing some some of these kids are gonna when they start school they're gonna start going to zoos mm-hmm. there are field trips and that leads us to this particularly horrifying incident that happened at the Cincinnati Zoo, where I don't know, we, we just actually watched the footage right before we uh, started recording. And it's terrifying to see that little boy so small next to this massive gorilla. I mean, this is a, a 450 pound mm-hmm. gorilla. And, 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 and it's just, ter- I can't imagine what all of those people were going through as they watched from up above, almost helpless. Right. I mean, I think the parent was in pure panic and oh my God. probably shocked, you know, because right. uh-huh. like you're so helpless in that moment. You cannot, even if you had this, you know, that superhuman thing that can come over people where they can lift a car off of someone mm-hmm. or you can't, you can't get in there. So there's no. just nothing not that anyone there. can do, which is just so terrifying. And I'm sure for everyone there, whether you have a kid or not, just, you know, no one wants to see a child get hurt. No, I no. No one wants to see anyone get hurt. But I think in particular, child, cute animals. Right. Like, right. No, something thank so you. innocent, something yeah. also. Yeah, because you you can't even uh, at three years old. I mean, they understand and they could probably follow instructions. I mean, you tell me, Andre, they could probably follow some instructions. But, you know, they're they don't. Uh, I can imagine like how confused that little boy must have been not understanding what was even happening to him. Yeah. So a three year old is still very much a toddler. And mm-hmm. like, yes, they are capable of understanding and taking directions, but, you know, to an extent and, and the toddler brain is definitely not fully developed. So, so (laughs) it's just like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, trying to, I can't even imagine like, and I am curious. I did, I couldn't hear, but like, was anyone yelling for that kid to stay still? There was a lot of, I mean, it's pretty cacophonous it's right uh, you know a lot of people a lot of panic for sure but i think what's kind of amazing is you hear all this like kind of the chaos and the panic of the people who are watching yelling 
And the little boy is really calm. He's really just like mm-hmm. stoic still. He's, I don't know if that's like some kind of instinct or he's just too young and just maybe in, he's in a state of shock himself. But you know, like uh, you would imagine someone older might do something that might set the gorilla off more, but he seemed to just like sit there and like let the gorilla do its thing, which. Right. I do feel like that's like a, some sort of primal survival sure. mode kicked in, sure. you know, yeah. where like, you know, when you're prey and you'd freeze. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like... Fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, now yeah. Let, let's start putting some uh, things up on the board and I figure let's maybe start with the uh, obvious one. We'll put the gorilla up on the board. Mm. <laughs> is, that, is that not the obvious one? <laughs> no way. No, I know. I know. But you know, the main players, I would say. Yeah, let's put the main, the main players. You can call a gorilla the main player. Yes, but... yes. Not the obvious one. <laughs> I don't think that the yeah. gorilla, I mean, we know he didn't pull the boy in. No, I mean, and we ha- we're going to talk about we're going to talk about zoo yes. culture and like why is the gorilla even there, you know, where we'll discuss that. So, this is according to the Washington Post. In the wild, mature male gorillas known as silverbacks do strut and display their strength, sometimes by dragging things, including humans, across the forest floor. In a concrete jungle, such a display can be more harmful. This is according to a CNN eyewitness account. From what we saw, the child could have been killed at any second, Bruce Davids uh said uh he threw him 10 feet in the air and i saw him land on his back it was a mess <gasps> o'connor another bystander t- said the boy tried to free himself on at least one occasion harambe pulled the boy back in tucked him underneath and really wasn't going to let him get away she said harambe had the boy between his legs and was hovering over him i saw him when he was on top of the habitat dragging the boy pulling him underneath him it was not a good scene O'Connor said he literally picked up the boy by his calf and dragged him toward another cave to basically get him out of the view of the of the crowd that hadn't yet dispersed. Terrifying. So terrifying. Again, this is a an animal that has been put in an enclosure at a zoo. It's, you know, who's constantly it's aware disorient. that yeah, people are watching yeah. him and suddenly one of those people is like in arm's reach. I don't know what is going through a gorilla's mind, but that must be a weird. This is not a gorilla in its natural habitat. No. But just in terms of blaming Harambe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not going to blame Harambe. <laughs> no. But I just want to talk about it. <laughs> I think we can put um, um, animals in captivity on the board. Sure. That's a good. I also, yes. but can you even can you blame them? They no, they didn't put themselves there. No, that's there. what I mean. I, I'm, what Kata was going for is like humans, <laughs> humans putting animals, animals in, in captivity. Yeah. Oh, you know what's a, a, a an alarmist favorite is humans, humans getting, getting handsy. Humans getting. Humans getting we why, have, why do we have to have our hands on all these animals? Humans getting handsy is our catch-all, Andre, for like um, anything that humans do that it just seems like a little overly handsy, like. <laughs> Like, why do we need to, why do we need to, yeah, Touch exactly. and possess that thing in Touch the wild. Touch and possess thing. Yeah. Put it in a cage so we can constantly look Put at it. Put it in a cage. And <laughs> sort of like the King Kong. Yeah. Like the tale of King Kong. Like, why do we need to, what, what is that desire in us to. I mean, I know that we got to go through things, but I'm already mm-hmm. saying that, that my vote is that the humans who put the animal in captivity <laughs> are my top. <laughs> contenders sure. or blame. 
Right. And okay. I will also just yeah. say that I am, as you all know, I am not a gorilla expert, as and I know it's not, that's <laughs> wait, confusing wait, sometimes. Wait, what? I know. I thought that was part of your bio. Yes, most people. That's why think we're having you on. Lo- most people think I'm two things: from Canada and a gorilla expert. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of these things are true. So why do man. people think you're from Canada? Just to clear the air, uh, because I had a lot of friends who were sure. <laughs> with them i guess i uh, you know you have canadian yeah. vibes well That's next time somebody next time somebody knows <laughs> if i know andre vermule and i'm gonna say oh the canadian girl expert <laughs> yeah. yeah i know her we had so, her on the show for- <laughs> glad i could finally clear that up uh, here on your show uh, perfect but i was thinking as he was dragging the child and of course i don't know gorilla behavior like i said i was like oh is he is Harambe actually just like he thinks he's protecting the child and then a gorilla is not going to be right. like gentle in the way that a human is. Right. And would he right. drag a gorilla baby like that? I don't know. Maybe no, I not. think that's a really that's a totally good point. Like to obviously I, to me watching the video. Yes, there is the level of being a like conscious person in society where I'm like, OK, this is a definitely like my my brain is saying this is a scary situation because of x y and z but when you're watching harambe's behavior i'm not i'm i up until the point when he drags him through the water the behavior is like Mm -hmm. coddling and protective Mm -hmm. right that's Mm -hmm. what it looks like yeah and maybe this will help clear things up or give us more insight uh I, i think we should put the cincinnati zookeepers up on the board And this is again from the Washington Post. As debate over the incident continued, Ian Redmond, a biologist and conservationist who says he has worked with gorillas for some 40 years, penned an op-ed published in The Guardian on Tuesday suggesting that the zookeepers may have had their other options, such as using tranquilizer darts or distracting the gorilla with a treat. Killing animals, he said, should always be the last resort. Quote, My immediate response to the news was a deep sense of regret and sadness, he wrote. Watching the shaky phone video, it is clear that the child was understandably frightened and the gorilla understandably stressed. But in the video shown in the news websites, Harambe did not attack the child. He pulled the child through the water of the moat, at one point held his hand, apparently gently, stood him up and examined his clothing. Redmond added, clearly, if a silverback wanted to kill a child, he could do so in an instant, but he didn't. Without knowing what happened in the seconds leading up to the lethal shot, we are not in a position to judge the outcome, he wrote in the in the Guardian. I can imagine the panic of the child's mother and the fear of the zoo staff. For a man with a gun thinking a child is in danger, it is a tough decision, and the zoo is standing firmly behind their use of lethal force. So I'm a little confused. One of the eyewitnesses said that Harambe threw the child 10 feet in the air, but uh, I none of the video has... Has uh, has we have we seen that on the video and and none of the other eyewitnesses have said that that's what happened, right? It doesn't look like in the, when you're watching the video, it doesn't look like he threw him in the air. The, I, I know what you're referring to. It's uh, the, the he threw him ten earlier. feet in the air and he I saw him land on his back. Right. Who? So I don't know if this was before the video started, before they started recording the video, right. or if it's uh 
on, you know, this is why eyewitness is the least Right. People tend reliable. to um, <laughs> sometimes exaggerate their account of things too. Yeah. Yeah. Or either like turns of phrase right. like can mm-hmm. be confusing. Or- I feel like the impact of that would uh, really hurt the kid. Yeah. And, 10 feet. And they said, you know, the kid went home that day. So I don't, I, I don't know if the, maybe he tossed him a little, but the, the person who was watching was just so scared that it, right. you know. They exaggerated. The other thing, too, that, you know, if anyone at home has dogs or it's interesting, animals do know when it's a baby and Mm. they do act differently. And I have observed that they are more gentle and aware. And it's like if a dog is bites a baby or something, it's it's not like the first encounter. Yes, there's always an exception, but. Usually a dog will just kind of like go like, oh, you're a baby and like, let me move away from you. Mm-hmm. They just always sense it. And and I think that goes for all animals, which is what I was also thinking. Like, I'm sure Harambe knew that that was a little kid. Sure. Like, this is this is a yeah. child. And especially like well, he's probably seen baby gorillas and a human form look similar. It's not like a baby duck fell in right. you know it's like <laughs> he might have just crushed that <laughs> I, mean, like, <laughs> I I think that that's a, a good point and I I want to talk about that and this is going hand in hand I think we should put the onlookers up on the board okay. as well because I think they might have had more of a say than they or, or of a part in it than they realized and this is to uh, Andre's point that it's not usually the first instinct of a of an animal to attack or or get aggressive like that when it's a baby. Um, this is according to the Age Australian news outlet. Professor Giselle Kaplan, who has worked with great apes, told radio station 3AW that the 200 kilogram gentle giant was carrying the boy as if he was its own child. She said Harambe was likely startled by screaming onlookers and was trying to drag the boy away. Gorillas don't attack. They are a peaceful species, she said. They will only attack if there's a real threat to their own existence. There are records of them saving children before in a very similar situation when a child had fallen fallen into an enclosure. And they're right. So there's two incidents. This is uh, in the UK. There was one that happened in 1986 where Levon Merritt was five years old when he slipped into a pen at Jersey Zoo and was knocked unconscious, only to be saved by a giant male named Jambo who protected him from the other gorillas. Whoa. Also, this is according to the Washington Post, in the summer of 1996, a rambunctious three-year-old boy slipped away from his mother and squeezed through a barrier at Brookfield Zoo in Illinois, plummeting more than 15 feet into a pit, holding several gorillas. One of them scooped up the toddler, cradled him, carried him uh, to paramedics, and gained international fame. So uh, the, the gorilla's name was Binti Jua, a rare Western lowland gorilla who was then eight years old, picks up the boy after he falls to the concrete floor, and witnesses said that the gorilla mothered him for several minutes while toting her own 17-month-old baby on her back. She picked up the boy, kind of cradling him, and walked him around. Zoo spokeswoman Sandra Katzen told Chicago Tribune, 
Katzen added that the boy was alert and crying when the paramedics came and got him. The boy, whose name was not released, had a broken hand and minor cuts, but he recovered. So it's happened before, and the first instinct has not been in the past for these gorillas to get aggressive. Mm-hmm. I believe right, it. Right, but when you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I believe that all to be true, but when you talk about protocol for safety protocol, right? Yes. When you talk about that, you're not citing three incidents in the past. I mean, unless you have like a system in place for when something like this happens that is tested, right? Like where you would, I guess, test with like a dummy child or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and tried and true, you're not going to adopt any other... Pol- like a, No, a you're not going to like leave it open so that everyone can go hang out with the gorillas. Well, no, I'm just saying like that they're not going to adopt a policy that is is going to put the child in any mm-hmm. kind of harm whatsoever. Yeah. It's going to allow for the child to be any kind of harm whatsoever, right? So like they're not going to be like, okay, let's try like phase one of trying to get um, the kid back. Okay. Let's lure Harambe with the treat. Okay. No, like let's, that's not working. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like there isn't like a, that system in place. And so even though these things have happened in the past, like at the end of the day, that's kind of it's like a good question. I wonder right? what is like the protocol with like these zoo professionals, like, a, like mm-hmm. they must have, they clearly have a conversation for like, is it like, is it just like immediately take out the gorilla or is there any, I mean, I guess it depends on the, the cage and the type of I animal. mean, I would guess that it would be like tranquilize first, kill second. And right. I'm wondering if because of the dragging behavior, even if they knew that in Harambe's, you know, mind that wasn't aggressive, he could unknowingly like crack the kid's skull on mm-hmm. a rock and just right. kill him. Right. So I right. think right. like exactly. part because- I think if he had just stayed in that corner, just sort of guarding him, maybe they would have just tranquilized. But because he was dragging like that, I just think the likelihood of severely injuring or killing the child was suddenly up, which would make that decision more understandable for me. It's so interesting, too, because you got to think you're thinking about and I don't. this is me just speculating, like you got to be thinking about, well, if we tranquilize him, how long does it take him to pass out? Could he hurt the child in that time? Would he fall on top of the child? Same thing. If you shoot him, do we miss and shoot the child? Does he fall and crush the child? Like there's so many things. I was reading that uh, it take, it can take up to 30 minutes after you tranquilize uh, an animal. Okay. It depends. So, I think that, of course, that was an option, but maybe they didn't think they had the time. Mm. Yeah, maybe they they thought it was dire. It was clearly it was an emergency situation. Yeah, it just seems strange to me. And now I'm just sort of like thinking about zoos in general, and it's like, what happens when a lion escapes? Like, what what happens? Right. Because like that happens sometimes, right? I mean, it just does. Mm-hmm. And I guess they it tranquilize or uh, darts or whatever. But like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like. You get wild animals, you're not going to change their behavior and you're going to agitate them just by the way that you're keeping them and just bring hordes of people around. It's like, yeah, stuff like this is going to happen. Well, exactly. And and the, the point about the onlookers, it, it, perhaps they are to blame for the hysteria that was kind right. of 
stressing out the stressing gorilla out more. the gorilla more exactly yeah if i was there i would have been like hey everybody just kind of <laughs> chill out like vi- like keep the vibes like kind of chill guys like yeah. you know what i'm saying California like nobody's style. gonna say that i mean they did no. need like an intercom moment of yeah. like everyone please for the safety of the child move we away. need you to be quiet yeah, yeah that's, please that's move right. away yes. and they also didn't have that protocol in place because no. don't zoos kind of have intercom speakers at the very like, least i feel like they should, they should. surround sound speakers yes <laughs> pumping in chill music you know loud house music stressing out all the animals yeah, yeah. um I also want to put up on the board the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This is according to NBC News. A federal inspection concluded the barrier at a gorilla enclosure at an Ohio zoo at the Ohio Zoo was not in compliance with standards when a three-year-old boy slipped underneath it and fell into the exhibit. Just one month before the May 28th incident, the barrier system at Cincinnati Zoo Gorilla World Exhibit was found compliant during an inspection by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. In an inspection report posted on the USDA's website last week and first reported by on the Associated Press on Thursday found that the barrier was ineffective and not in compliance with federal standards the day the child was able to slip underneath the barrier push. Uh, push through brush and trees and fall nearly 15 feet into the enclosure housing several gorillas. It was in compliance until May 28th, and then it was found to be not in compliance as it did not restrict public access from the non-human primate. Uh, USDA spokeswoman Tanya Espinosa told NBC News, the Cincinnati Zoo has since designed the fence at the gorilla enclosure, making it six inches taller than before and covered in nylon mesh. So apparently the initial barrier was only three feet tall, which is approximately the height of a baby gate. So not tall at all. Not at no. all. That I, I, so real, and six inches is all they added? They made it six inches. They went from three inches. Uh, sorry, not th- three inches. Three feet. Oh, three feet three to feet six feet. Three feet to six feet. I see. Oh, no. Okay. It, that, they changed it to only be three inches taller. So it's like 3.6 inches. Uh, three feet and this six inches. This is good. Inches. Watching Rebecca do math on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Let's see how this well, plays out. When I in read it, of zoo well, security and when safety. I read it, I was like, oh, they went from three feet to six feet. But now that I'm rereading it, it's six inches. They're like, let's just add six inches and put some nylon over it. We'll be fine. That'll that do won't it. happen again. It's crazy. That doesn't seem safe. My favorite part of that ex- excerpt, though, was that it was in compliance until the day when someone climbed over it and it was no longer in compliance. Right. <laughs> so someone was paid off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they came to do the inspection. It was not up to code. And then someone was like, buddy, 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 just give me a week. <laughs> I got two things I want to put on the board as a relative reading that. One is underestimating children. And they're like mm. their abilities to, I don't know, get into nooks and crannies or things they shouldn't. And the second, mm-hmm. and maybe this is controversial, is the parents. Yeah. Yeah. No, what, that's not controversial. Were, that's totally the first thing I thought of. I mean, just I, who knows what was happening? I know it's very easy to get distracted and things of can course. happen in a split second. But how did your kid get well into the pit? Yeah. I mean, this is according to CNN. Uh, the boy had gotten into the enclosure by going under a rail, through wires, and over a moat wall, according to the zoo. A witness said she heard the boy joke with his mother about going into the moat. 
The mother was then briefly distracted by other children with her, and suddenly the boy was in the water, which is understandable. It can yes. absolutely happen in an instant. Um, this is according to the Washington Post. The incident ignited uproar with some people criticizing the Sioux's decision to put down the gorilla and others pointing fingers at the boy's parents for not supervising the child. The Hamilton County Prosecutor's Office later announced that it will meet with local authorities following a police investigation into the matter, though it is still unclear whether or against whom any criminal charges would be filed. The child's family, which has been declining interviews, uh, released a statement Wednesday morning saying that the small boy was doing well and asked people to remember the gorilla that lost its life. Mm. We continue to pray for his grace and mercy and be thankful to the Cincinnati Zoo for their actions taken to protect our child, the family said in a statement. We're also very appreciative for the expression of concern and support that has uh, been sent to us. Some have offered money to the family, which we do not accept. The, uh, if anyone wishes to make a gift, we recommend a donation to the Cincinnati Zoo in Harambe's name. Oh, yeah, just keep perpetuating the same. I mean, that's to me, this, to, to give a gift to the zoo is like not getting the point. Not, yeah, you mean. Well, just zoos in general need to be on the board. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, humans getting handsy is just zoo, just Z-O-O-S, zoos. <laughs> <laughs> and I think with the parents, it's tricky. And I, as a parent, will say, you know, on the one hand, I think it's very easy to judge parents and uh, it's kind of something that we as a society do all the time and yeah. other parents judge other parents. Mm -hmm. um, and so to play both sides, I'll say on the one hand, the idea uh, of my child getting that far, I just know from my own self personally would be very unlikely, but to play the other side, not impossible because sometimes things do happen. And I wonder if, you know, is he their only child? Do they have other children? Right. Totally. You know, what was going I, on? I have like, another, yeah, I have another other, friend who's yeah, like they, very on top of her kid. And she was at a local zoo and they were with a group of kids. And she said, you know, they were all sitting and eating. And this is like a kid who listens to his mom and everything. And she answered the one kid sitting next to her turned her head and her son was gone. Right. And this is like a mom who is like on top of her shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, you must have been terrified. And of course, like pure terror. And she's just like trying to find him. And, you know, luckily he, it was so fast. She said like, it, it was like the blink of an eye. Yeah. And he was just kind of like over looking at, some other animals and she tried to just stay really calm, you know, but remind him if, if you want to go look at something, we have to stay together. You can't go right. off without me, but then also wanted to ask him like, why did you do and this kid was is three. Mm -hmm. And he said that he heard a sound and he yeah. wanted to go see what it was. Yeah. So just like this genuine kids just have this genuine wonder that, you know, again, because their brains aren't fully developed, the logic doesn't it's it's actually not possible at yeah. all times. They and they don't, especially at three, they they don't have impulse control. They actually do not. So right. sometimes in the blink of an eye, something like that could happen. Um, 
but it's just tricky to know. And like, if, if it were me and, and, you know, my kid said, I'm going to go in the moat or whatever, I would have very seriously said, I will not let you go in the moat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. like, like I would have been no. like, and this no. is how I the talk to my no. daughter. Like I would have said, I will not let you go in the moat. That's not a safe place. And I would have told her why. Right. You could get very hurt. There are wild animals. Like I lit, I'm not just mm-hmm. in relation to this story. This is just how I communicate with my daughter. Mm-hmm. So I would have set in that moment a very like, like, that's not funny. Here's why. Right. And it's not going to happen. And then after that, I would have, you know, really had my eye on her again. I'm not blaming the parents. I'm just saying that it's very tricky and we weren't there. So we don't know what happened, but I know that for my own communication with my child, I would have taken that very seriously. and been like, Absolutely not. Yeah. And I, I do believe that the there were other siblings. So it wasn't just an only child. The mom yeah. was kind of dealing with a lot of kids all at once. Which is really hard. Hard. And then, you know, you don't have a... With a three-year-old, too, it's much harder. Like, they're not going to stay in a stroller. Right. They can be really quick. <laughs> Gosh. Mm-hmm. Tricky yeah. little creatures. <laughs> it's crazy thinking about that. Especially when you're, you know, when you get your eyes on them. I mean, you know, the handful of times I've watched a nephew or my niece or whatever. I've, yeah, I, 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 I totally understand that. And now sort of feel like I'm, I'm, I came, I was a little harsh on the parents now because like <laughs> the, the, you, you just like having that experience, even a couple of times, like it, it, it is, it just takes a yeah. second. It just takes yeah. one second. And the other thing too, and clearly I've done a lot of reading on toddler brain development, (laughs) but because it makes parenting easier where you're not just annoyed at them all the time, (laughs) their job (laughs) is to test boundaries because Mm. they are learning the rules of the world. And the only way to learn those rules are to test the boundaries. Mm. That is actually their job. And it can be infuriating. But, you know, to to give the parents the benefit of the doubt, maybe that little three-year-old was like, I'm going to go in the moat. And she was like, you are absolutely not going to go in the moat, right? <laughs> I'm sure she did say that. And then hearing that, a three-year-old goes, yes, I am. Right. And that's, that is a three-year-old's job. Right. It's just so hard when you have a zoo full of people and you have other children. And, you know, like we said, split second. So there are so many things at play. I would put, you know, uh, underdeveloped brain? brains. Yeah. A- <laughs> underdeveloped toddler brains. Yes. yes. Let's put that on the board. Yeah. Because it's just, they are not, they actually are not capable. Right. And if there are any parents listening at home and you have a toddler, I really recommend the book, Whole Brain Child. It, it explains all this stuff. Okay. We, I love that. Why don't we take a quick break and then we'll right. start knocking things out. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. 
Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, who's to blame for the Cincinnati Zoo 2016 toddler gorilla incident? Harambe the gorilla. Not going to get, but sure. (laughs) Humans getting handsy, putting animals in captivity. The Cincinnati zookeepers, the onlookers, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, underestimating children's ability for mischief or curiosity. The parents, zoos, or underdeveloped toddler brains <laughs> who blame the brains themselves. Yes. I, I think right off the bat, let's yes. take the gorilla Harambe off of it. Let's also take, I think the parents. Sure. Yeah. I also feel like if you are going to a zoo and you're a parent, you at least trust that the, the rails or the, the whatever is blocking is going to be sufficient right. to stop your toddler brain from exploring yes. i don't know it's like where you it's literally where you take children yes yeah and i also want to just a note on the parents sort of thinking out loud here from every every mother and father i've talked to it's like the 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 the, the thing that you keep hearing is like it's so hard it's so difficult it's so it's a it's challenging rewarding but challenging and I do think this idea that Andre was talking about before about sort of parent shaming or I forget what you called it. It was like just judgment, judgment Mm -hmm. on other parents just adds an extra unnecessary layer of, I don't know. Yeah, because everyone's doing the best they can with mm -hmm. the tools that they have. And, you know, some people may have more tools and resources than others. And that 
leads to different styles of parenting. Um, and it's very easy to say your style is not good. My style's the best. Right. right. <laughs> True. And I often, you know, might think that if I see someone in the grocery store and I'm like, well, that's not working, is it, lady? Um, but <laughs> but in the end, I have to remind myself that everyone is doing the best they can with the resources that they have. So let's and not that's a make good, it harder a, for them. It's so true. And that's such a good practice to be in as a person. Hey, everyone's just trying the best. Yeah, they can. it's true. I, I try and do that when I have get road rage about, you know, somebody cuts me off. It's like, maybe that's a doctor on his way to deliver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although there are, maybe that baby needs. That's really kind of you, but there are just some really bad mean drivers on the road. So. Yeah, I think that might be the one time. <laughs> yeah, we, I've we maybe thought that once, actually. I don't know. Um, okay. I love that. If we put, um, okay. Humans getting handsy and putting animals in captivity. I feel like one of those can fold into another. I, I, why don't we do, I do think there is a distinction though. Cause like humans getting handsy is sort of our catch all for people wanting, like, I want it. I want it. I want to put it in my house. Manifest destiny. Almost. It's like, Mm -hmm. we need to venture out west you know it's like people get wanting to handsy is like a domination thing too to me there's like a possession possessive quality yeah you know but like putting animals in captivity for money and like for like as like a thing to do i feel like is different Mm. which is also tricky because i have such a love hate with zoos because on the one hand i feel like they shouldn't exist and it's terrible and these but then on the other hand a lot of these animals would not be safe in their natural environments anymore Mm-hmm. So, because uh-huh. we are just continuing to overdevelop every piece of land just, possible, so fucked up. Yeah, everything. we've really fucked up, and there's like nowhere to turn. So, uh, like, <laughs> so like, where would a lot of these animals even live safely? Right. I guess so that's true. I have a love hate because then there are also some zoos that are better than others. Some take better care. There are some that like the animals look so sad and like mm-hmm. drugged sometimes like yeah, it's like it's true because like what's the difference between like a zoo and a sanctuary right? yeah. well, and zookeepers well, will say they are some but some of the work they're doing is actually helping to breed like very endangered species too like it's not just right. about the like right. showcase of Which, it all harambe it wasn't in danger critically endangered like the san diego zoo is very nice and they have huge open space and like i feel like those animals are probably better off a lot of them than in their natural habitats. The LA zoo uh, need Oof. to step it up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Oh. You know? So, so why don't we take off humans getting handsy? Sure. And the Cincinnati zookeepers. I, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because I think they just had to make the call on the spot. That's and just a tough I call. would personally a, not blame them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you too. I, and I'm I don't, sure they were so sad. Oh, I bet. Of course. They're the ones who work with these animals and take care of them yeah. uh, day in and day out. They probably have a special bond with the animals. And I'm sure they were just as stressed by the onlookers who were freaking out, too. I mean, it's like a high stress situation all yeah. around. Yeah. I, I don't think we can blame the onlookers, no. but I do feel like we should spread the word about like keeping calm yes. in these extreme circumstances. Don't screaming never helped. Just make sure people are alerted. 
but but yelling in in panic just never makes the situation no. better. No. Okay, so Department of Agriculture. I mean, I am <laughs> hello. <laughs> really not liking their suspect. Yeah. No. And and the zoo itself, the the zoo, oh, we we don't even we haven't put the zoo the Cincinnati Zoo up. That's true. I feel I like guess. you could put like, like underestimating a child's ability for mischief or curiosity into like the US Department of Agriculture or the zoo because it's really their their job to anticipate every kind of terrible scenario, right? Right. I guess that's true. Should we put the Cincinnati Zoo up there? I mean, because to me, like, yes, and all that Clayton just said sort of fits under like fucking fence, man. <laughs> yeah. Make, yeah. Make make the fence like better. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> like, I guess work? give it those six inches oh, yeah. that A apparently was fence. all it needed. <laughs> well <laughs> it just needed six more inches, apparently. <laughs> I don't know though, because like you know, kids hop over things. Like I mean, kids are, oh, so maybe don't get is, me started. I would put spikes on that. There fence. should be it's like no possible way possible for that to go yeah. over. Yeah, to go over to get into the moat, like anything that a kid could look at and be like, that looks like fun. Because also, like there are parks and stuff where that legit looks like something that a kid could play in. Like I don't right. know what the moat looks like, but like. There are kids attractions where it's like you can walk around in a moat or like a lazy river. Like, yes. you know, like right. it, so that's the zoo's job and the Department of Agriculture to make sure that anything that could possibly be unsafe and any area that a, a person who doesn't work there should not be in should not be accessible in any way. I agree. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. agree. So the zoo, the, how about zoos in general? How do we feel? Like, should, should that stay on the board? I'm, I mean, I've expressed I mean, my love hate, but I don't think zoos yeah. in general are the main. Yeah. I feel like we could get more specific. I mean, if anything, it's putting animals in captivity over, well, it goes hand in hand. I feel like we can fold zoos into putting okay. animals in captivity. Okay. okay. So now we're left with putting animals in captivity, Captivity. Uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, a the Cincinnati Zoo, and underdeveloped toddler brains. I would definitely Oops. take the brains off. Yeah, I can't, we can't, <laughs> okay, we really? can't blame okay. <laughs> someone for not being smart enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> It stayed on for a long oh time. God. You know, it might get kicked one of my off favorite podcast phrases is like, came down this is not one. an excuse, but it's an explanation. And that's sure. where the underdeveloped toddler brains yeah. uh, comes in. That is the ex it is the explanation. Yeah. Yeah. That's Part so of the true. explanation. So and what we're talking about here really is the the death of Harambe. That's what where the tragedy right. at hand is, right? Yes. To blame. I... I this is what I think. I think we should send putting animals in captivity to the alarmist jail and slap the the Cincinnati Zoo for the lack of uh, protocol. That feels right. I mean, when you think about the U.S. Department of Agriculture, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That seems like a small line item on their list of things that they need to take care of. Well, are you serious? I think it's a big but one. They're also always uh, just getting things wrong, in my right. opinion. <laughs> like, oh, right. it's organic, according to you. 
right. and then it's got like 700 chemicals in it. All right. Um, Oh God! Don't get Andre Yo, started. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, they're too big and broad. Right. They're, right. they're, they don't have enough like detail. The zoo is on the ground, and we we yeah. the zoo should be the one who designs yeah. the fence that keeps out I the don't kids. Know. I I put that six foot fence. Mm-hmm. That six feet feels I, like the right number. I mean, to me. I would put the Cincinnati Zoo and slap the putting animals in. Captivity only because of the state of the world where natural habitats are not safe and animals are in danger. I see. Right, right. No, yeah. Point is pretty. I'm down with that. Okay. All right. I I think I think that's a good point. Um, I think I'm going to call it. All right. Putting animals in captivity. You're getting the big slap. The Cincinnati Zoo. You're going to the alarmist jail. And I I think we understand this the call that had to be made by the zookeeper. So it's yeah. not for that. Really, it's for, for the, the fence, really, is why we're, we're really... Um, fence too and small. And if you're walking that place every day, you don't think that someone went, I told you that was going to be an issue, you know? <laughs> like, absolutely, someone did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. You have that's to think true. so. I would. Andre, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us get to the bottom of of this uh, sad yeah. and scary, yes, historical thank tragedy. Thank you for having me. I'm glad it was this one, just given my overwhelming knowledge of toddler brains. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> parenting in general. <laughs> yes. Good t- no good one topic. else would have uh, put that on the board other than you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And good luck as your daughter discovers those very real boundaries that exist. Yes, thank you. In the aftermath of the incident, Harambe's death sparked immediate backlash and several online petitions calling for justice. Over half a million signatures were collected in just one petition asking the Hamilton County's prosecutor's office to press charges against the child's parents. After an investigation, the prosecutor's office determined no charges would be filed against the boy's mother. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast, and on Twitter, at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early, with fact-checking by Chris Smith, and editing by Molly Hockey. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Alex Paul. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Battle of Little Bighorn. Erios. Powered by ACAST. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.